Hi, everyone. This is Jennifer. Welcome to the Corporate Flight Attendant Podcast. I was a corporate flight attendant for six years, and I tell you the brutal, honest truth of this industry. Today, we are discussing when to break up (laughs) with a charter company and corporate flight attendant scam warning. Okay, so charter companies are good and bad. There's good ones, there's bad ones, right? That's like in any industry, you have your great companies and you have your not so great companies. Most of them are outrightly after the money. I mean, they don't hide that. They want the money. They want the clients. They go after them. Most of them only care about the pilots because they have to. They have no choice. Meanwhile, with the flight attendants, sometimes the flight attendants are treated poorly because we are the lowest in rank. So you just have to be careful about that. You have to know that going in. Now, should it be that way? Of course not, because we are the people who are the face of your company and are sitting there 11 hours in cabin with your passengers taking care of them while the pilots are sitting up front and all they've done is say hi to the passengers and bye. So that's ridiculous to me, obviously, but that's what happens sometimes. So I want to talk about five reasons of when you should consider breaking up with a charter company. Now, I'm not saying you should definitely do it. I'm just saying this is something you may want to think about. And the reason I say that is because maybe it's the only charter company in your area and you love the pilots and you love the passengers and this is just the one thing you have to deal with. You just have to keep with this charter company. I I could see that. Or it could be, I don't know, something that you just love about them so much that, okay, I'll just take some of the good with the bad. That's fine. That's working a normal job. But Sometimes you have to walk away, and there are a couple companies I had to walk away from because, in my humble opinion, they were doing either all of these things or most of these things. Okay, number one, they set you up to fail. I have talked about this story a few times in this podcast where I had this crazy passenger who just kept yelling at me in the galley and was just going crazy, and long story short... It was because the charter company did not tell me any of their requests. And when I asked, they said, oh, no, he doesn't have any requests. And the reason he was going psycho is because he didn't have any of the requests. And he doesn't have to go psycho. I mean, it was so over the top and so abusive that that's a whole nother part of the story. But he can complain He can complain to the broker. He can complain. He can get on the phone and say, how dare you? I mean, I get it. He's paying a lot of money. So when they set you up to fail in that way and they don't tell you anything and there's no communication, I've had that happen a couple times. It's ridiculous. Another one I just thought about just popped into my head was there was a billionaire, guys, not even a millionaire. I used to fly all the time and he used to charter from this one company and all the guy wanted was every time he was on the plane, all he wanted was an extra phone charger. I would just let him use mine because I was like, here you go. But he said to me, he said, I know I'm using yours. Why don't they just supply you with an extra phone charger? Because they would give me a box for him. I didn't know what to say at that point. I was like, uh, and I'm like, dude, this billionaire is giving you millions of upon millions of dollars. You can't just suck it up and buy a $20 phone charger for him every single time. And I think the reason he said that was because 
I was smart enough to have the phone charger for him. I have a feeling when he flew with other flight attendants, they didn't. And I have a feeling the other flight attendants said, hey, we were never told that. So that's what I'm talking about, setting you up to fail and setting themselves up to fail. Number two, they forget you in the details of planning a trip. Okay, here's the story that I referred to a few episodes ago, and then I said I was going to say it, and now I'm going to say it. So I had a charter company abandon me at an FBO. Here's, here's what happened. We flew in very late. It must have been around 2 a.m. to, I think it was Farmingdale, Long Island. It might have been something more remote can't remember now just remember it was Long Island and the pilots had a rental car they each had a rental car and they forgot to give me a rental car and there was no one I could call that late wherever I was there's was no Uber there's no Lyft there was nothing and uh, the guy said to me I'm sorry the guy at the FBO we don't have one for you Luckily, one of the pilots was going to Morristown, which was the next airport I needed to be at for the next trip. I was just lucky I had left my car there because I thought I was going to have a rental car and then, you know, drop it off in Morristown, whatever. This pilot, he was nice, but he was weird. And sometimes pilots are weird. Sometimes people are weird. And I'm weird too, but this guy was just weird. He just had this weird personality at 2 a.m., because this was the hangar that these people flew out of. It was their, it was, it was a passenger's hangar, obviously, the owner's hangar, but it, they kept stuff in it, the pilots. He started pulling out kayaks, I can't make this up, at 2 a.m. and camping equipment that he wanted to put in his car. So all I wanted to do was get in a rental car, drive to Morristown, go to sleep in the FBO and get ready for the next trip. And I had to just, watch this guy. I asked to help him because I was like, let's move this along. He's like, no, I'll do it myself. An hour of him piling kayaks on his car at 2 a.m. and putting camping equipment in and just weird shit like that. And even the pilot, I must have flown with the other pilot the next day or it was something. And he said to me, oh, dude, he's weird, right? When I left, I saw him doing the kayak thing and putting all the kayaks on. He's like, he does that. He stores all his shit in our hangar and then I don't know if he doesn't have a garage or something. And then we'll come home from a really late flight and he'll just start arranging it. And he said, damn, I'm sorry that happened to you. And I was just like, yeah. So it was just kind of a shitty night. The charter company never said anything, never apologized. I never wrote back to me in an email saying, I'm so sorry this happened. I was fuming. I was pretty pissed because if those pilots had lived in Long Island, I would have been screwed. I mean, I'm being dramatic here, but... They don't open till 8 a.m. So I would have been sitting around till 8 a.m. and possibly missed my next trip. So yeah, (sighs) if you, and that's a good lesson. If you are flying in the middle of the night into an abandoned FBO and you have to rely on a rental car, I would double check that. That's something I did after that trip. I would definitely call the FBO, say, hey, just want to know if a car will be waiting for me as well as the pilots, blah, 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 cars under my name. I would do that because I just don't trust these charter companies. And here's the thing is I understand everyone makes a mistake, but again, there's no apology. There's no response to my email. That to me is a problem. Number three, the cabin services manager or whoever is in charge of FAs is an asshole in the interview. (laughs) Let me tell you, if they are in charge of you, 
You know, it's a different thing if it's just the director of aviation and you never see this person again, or you hardly see this person. That's one thing. But if this is a cabin services manager who has control over you and they're an asshole, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. There was a cabin services manager who I interviewed with. It's a, did they fly out of White Plains or Teterboro? It's one of them. This company is notorious for a revolving door with flight attendants. First of all, they hardly pay. They like to screw flight attendants and it's because of this cabin services manager. Now, I was friends with the person who referred me to this manager and the person said, oh, she's awesome. She's great. I love how, what's the word, straightforward and blunt she is. And you know, I was like, okay, that's cool. I can handle that. I found her nothing but rude in the interview. I found her very anti-female. I found her very anti-flight attendant. I was getting the energy off her like, I have to do this job. I hate all of you. You can all go F yourselves. You're being paid way too much to do this. That's the energy I was getting. They paid way under the only reason I did it is because I was still kind of new and I was just taking everything and I was like, okay, well, maybe it's just her and everything will get better. It didn't get better, you guys. Nothing got better. It was just a shit show of a company. She was still a bitch. It was just bad. And I think I did two trips with that company never will work for them again. And I know for a fact it's a revolving door because they refuse to pay as well. Yeah, that was crazy. Now this goes into reason number four. That cabin services manager or whoever you work for, the charter company, do not support women. Yes, I know there are male FAs listening, which is fantastic. I love my male FAs. And this cabin services manager fell under this category They're usually older females. They have the old-fashioned mentality that males are kings and we should be serving them, cater to them, serve them, worship them, that the men shouldn't lift a finger. And they've been treated like shit as females in this business and they believe they should treat you like shit in order for you to pay your dues. You see that a good amount. Now, I've seen it too with older females who are pilots who then just treat everyone like shit because they they've been treated like garbage and it's it's just too bad and you hear about this with female chefs as well I've heard this many times that people just can't get past that trauma and treat people with respect and be glad that the industry is changing But I guess that's how it goes. So just be careful of these women. You see it in a lot of older, not a lot, but some older flight attendants. Just be careful. Luckily, that mentality is going by the wayside because for just rules of HR, you can't have things like that. But just if you get the vibe in the interview, if you get the vibe with that lead FA, she really doesn't respect you. She's never going to support you. It's not going to get better. I always tell people that with any type of job, Being as old as I am, not that I'm old, but 45 years old, I'm going to tell you you guys who are younger that if you go into a situation, whether it's a relationship, sorry, I'm about to preach now, whether it's a relationship with a significant other, whether it's a job, whatever it is, it's not going to get better. What you see is is going to get worse. So just make sure you don't put your energy where your energy doesn't need to be. 
Number five, the charter company does not pay on time or changes the pay while you're on the trip, which I've only seen once, or extremely low pay. And I've seen that with two companies where they paid, I want to say, almost 40, 30% beneath what they should be paying, that is very red flag. Because I believe, remember, I'm a metaphysical person, I believe that money is an exchange of energy. And if they don't respect you enough to pay you the industry standard, that to me is not a good exchange of energy. That to me is saying they just, they don't care about you, they have no respect for you. So just be very careful of that. The do not pay on time, yep, I've had that happen where I've had to pry the pay out of this one company and then they gave me shit about it. And I'm telling you, they would have never, ever given a male pilot shit about it. And if it was today and if I had that happen and I got shit, my next step would have been HR because this was a corporation. I would have immediately gone to HR and I would have had it taken care of that way. Nowadays, no one is bigger than HR. So just a tip. All right, I just want to talk about flight attendant scams. I have had not one, not two. A few of you tell me that you've been approached in the past few months for these scams. We have to look out for scams everywhere we go. Unfortunately, nowadays, this is the world we live in. It's ridiculous that people just can't be honest, but that's my whole thing. Beware of companies online who are trying to recruit you in that first email. They're saying, we're going to pay you this much. You're going to do this. It's your dream job already. If it's too good to be true, it's too good to be true. You have to research everything, every email, make sure it's legitimate, research the company, the recruiter, etc. LinkedIn is a really good resource for this because if Molly Holly is recruiting you from, maybe not recruiting, but interviewing you from VistaJet, then you can look on LinkedIn and say, okay, is Molly Holly really an interviewer at VistaJet? So that's a really good tool for you. Do not provide any information up front, such as driver's license, passport, social security card, birth certificate, and definitely none of your financial information, none of your bank information. If the company is legit, they will ask for the driver's license and passport later on, and they will have you fill out a company form for direct deposit, but that will come later on. If you feel you have been scammed, and by the way, these people, it is unfortunately their superpower. Scam artists, I had something happen years ago with a scam artist, so no one is above it. No one is smarter than the scam artist until you get them in the end, which I did, but that's a whole nother story. (laughs) It's neither here nor there. But no one is smarter because that is what they do day in and day out. You're someone that's probably worried about your kids and you're focused on, hey, did I make yoga class today? Or, hey, did I do well on that interview? Or, hey, did I serve that customer well? Or whatever. That's not what they're focused on. Their day in and day out is focused on scamming people. Are you a good person to scam? They're very good at intuitively reading people in a negative way. So never feel embarrassed, humiliated. They're the ones that should be embarrassed and humiliated. You just gave trust because you're a trusting person. 
So if you feel you have been scammed, report the company to the authorities. Sign up for a website that tracks all the activity related to you. I am on one of these websites and they work so well. So definitely do that. That should be your next step. And if you really feel that you are a victim of a scam, you may want to start the process. And yes, it's the long and annoying of canceling and replacing documents. I had this happen to me once. Someone stole thousands of dollars from me. It was a scam artist. It was not a flight attendant scam. It was something completely separate. And I had to cancel all of my credit cards and close my bank accounts and open up new ones. And yeah, it sucked, but I was relieved and empowered when going through the process. You just have to take it one step at a time. I've been through this, guys. So if this happened to you, take it one step at a time. For the first week, I will concentrate on the passport and how I get this rolling where I have to replace my passport. Maybe that goes into the second week. Okay, I'm good. Now I'm in the waiting period of the passport. Now let me work on my driver's license, whatever you think is logical, but you do it one by one. You do it every day until everything is fine again. And before you know it, you'll be done. This happened to me with this scam artist years ago, and I can't even remember the whole process. So it's just a small, tiny snippet of your life and you will get through it and you will be empowered and you will learn the lesson to never do that again. Your red flags will be up in a good way and this will help you in the future. All right. So ways you can support this podcast. My corporate flight attendant book my CFA strategy session, and you can donate. And even above that, you can, well, above, below, well, it's all equal. You can add five stars wherever you listen and please write a review as well, a wonderful review. All the information is in the show notes. I am taking a break to recover from my second eye surgery and somehow continue on the sixth revision of my book at the same time. So wish me luck. I expect to drop the next episode on Friday, September 8th, 2023. Until then, I'm going to miss you guys, but happy flying.